Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Together, they've got Dartmouth covered. Now, go behind the stories and meet the people making news with Standard Times reporter Amy Chevaroli and Chronicle editor Phil Devitt. This is Dartmouth Digest. Hello everyone, Mick Collagio here with the Dartmouth Westport Chronicle and South Coast Media Group, SouthCoastToday.com, the Standard Times, operating out of the uh, studio in New Bedford, Massachusetts. And uh, today i got a special guest here, uh, Liam Caulfield, who is uh, a resident of South Dartmouth, Massachusetts, and um, is a graduate of Dartmouth High School 2017. Um, so you were on a Super Bowl team. I was. I was you, on one of them. You are on one of them. The first or the second of the two in a row? I was on the second one because, okay. interestingly enough, my first two years in high school, I played golf. Um, and then my junior year, I decided to play football. And that was our second state championship. And that year, I actually became a starter within one season. So I was, um, I was part of that team. Winning, so that was a that was a great memory from high school. Yeah, you found a role, as I recall. Um, uh, you uh, started out as like a backup kicker, mm-hmm. and then uh, I think the the kicker uh, was injured, yep. and um, and you had to fill in, and it went well for you, and you kind of expanded out from there and became one of the one of the playmakers. One of the times that I remember watching you play that really kind of. Um, made me remember from a close-up how tough and fast the game of football is, was in the semifinals against Milton at Brockton at Marciano yep. Stadium. And the opening kickoff, I think it might have been in the game, you kicked the ball, you also the first one down the field, and you missed the tackle on the returner, and you slid 30 feet, which is, yeah. and I knew this because you covered 10 yards right in front of me. I think you missed at about the 10 and slid all the way into the end zone. Got up, turned around, started racing back, and wound up participating in the tackle, which um, I'm thinking to myself, wow, there's an aggression that doesn't fully meet the eye. And did you miss that part of football when you were like playing golf? And, and or were there other aspects of it? That were- yeah, because, yeah, I grew up playing football through Pop Warner and then um, I kind of just fell in love with golf kind of coming into high school so I decided I'd give it a shot and then I kind of realized I missed playing football I saw them win that state championship my sophomore year I just figured let's give it another shot so yeah like you said I started out I was backup kicker I think like third string back Um, so our kicker I think got hurt I came in um, I was doing well Never lost that job the rest of my career. And then um, some injuries happened in the backfield, and I eventually moved my way up to like a first string leading back for Chris Martin, who, I mean, it wasn't too hard to block for him because 
He can make yeah. something out of nothing. He could. He was tough to bring down. Absolutely. And For then, um, yeah, like you were saying, those kickoffs, those are like my, those are some of the most fun plays uh, of the game, just kicking off and then I'm right in the middle of the field, so I just try to fly down there and make a big tackle. But, yeah, that was definitely a fun time. Great teams are almost almost always great on special teams. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Uh, so one thing I didn't mention about Liam, and that's why he's here today, is Liam is a cadet. Uh, he is now in his second year um, at the United States Military Academy at West Point. And uh, for those of you who are like myself, uh, who does not have a military background, I was a little young for the Vietnam draft. Um, and so I didn't, my interests were, were elsewhere. And so I've gone through most of my life without really understanding uh, how does the United States Military Academy fit in? If you can tell us, Liam, how you got in, uh, what, how it's different from joining the Army, for instance, and how it's different from going to, uh, say, uh, you know, Maryland University or yeah. University of Maryland. It's um, so like you said, most people in this area don't um, necessarily have a military background. So um, just like a quick overview of how the Army works. So. When you're joining the Army, you can enlist, um, or you. there's also the Officer Corps of the Army. So there's three ways to get into the Officer Corps. Um, the first way is doing the ROTC program through a college, which there's plenty of kids that do that. And then you can also go to OCS, which is kind of just an officer training course, and you become an officer th- through that. And then the third avenue is West Point. So West Point is producing officers. We graduate about a thousand every year um and our goal for four years is to try to produce the best officers possible um we are a uh west point calls itself the preeminent leadership institution in the world um there's a very big focus on becoming the best leader that you can be and um that's that's what it's all about so you're spending your four years um taking military classes along with your academic classes, um, doing summer trainings um, to become the best officer possible, and then you graduate at the end of your four years and you owe five years to the Army. And then at that point you can choose to stay in the Army or you can leave and go out into the civilian world and try to get a job. Did you have an idea of of how... Uh, you wanted to navigate this whole thing, or did you just uh, have it in you that you wanted to to go there and see what it's all about? Yeah, so um, I kind of just picked up this interest my sophomore year of high school, and I decided I'd give it a shot because um, I was I was interested in the military. Um, there was also the possibility of doing like ROTC in college if I didn't get in. Um, but I decided I would try to go to West Point because I felt like it was the best uh, pathway to becoming an officer. And um, I got in. Here I am. Yeah. And it's going well. Good for you. Liam Caulfield from Dartmouth, uh, former Dartmouth High School golfer, um, football player, uh, more importantly, student, and now in his second year at the United States Military Academy at West Point. Um, so when we look out at an Army football game on Saturday afternoon on television and we see, uh, you know, a sea of cadets, you're there, right? Uh, yeah, all cadets go to every football game. And um, if you haven't been paying attention, West Point is ranked for the first time 
since 1996, I believe. We're 23rd or 24th. Um, so the Army football program has been making some big strides. And we have our game against Navy in two weeks, which is kind of like the pinnacle of our uh, football season. All cadets travel to Philadelphia this year. That's where it is. And um, it's a it's a great event. Yeah. Uh, that's that's always on national TV that game yep. and um, it's uh, you know it's got that Harvard Yale sort of feel to it. It's exactly it's, it's for bragging rights and everything else. Yeah, it, it controls the morale of our school for the entire year. Does it really? Yeah, it's everything at West Point is about beating Navy, and then I'm sure everything at Navy is about beating Army. Um, yeah, I mean last year that was probably one of the my, one of my best memories of my freshman year at West Point. Um, in case you didn't watch the game, it was snowing the whole time. We were in these all white uniforms. It was just a it was a great game. They missed a field goal to win it at the end and it was it was a really fun time. Uh we're talking with Liam Caulfield from South Dartmouth and uh in the interest of full disclosure, um I am old pals with his dad, Bill. And um the first time I ever saw Liam was uh in a visit to the house uh, I think when we found out that, you know, that I worked here in New Bedford and lived across the river in Fairhaven and and that uh, I learned that Bill was in South Dartmouth, we had fallen out of touch for a few years since our mm-hmm. beer league hockey championship <laughs> in North uh, Smithfield, Rhode Island. But um, uh, Bill had me over for dinner and Donna, and it was really nice. It was great. Uh, I don't think the other kids were around. Maybe Will was. Um but in any case, uh, you were kicking a ball around the kitchen. I think yep. you were two years old, and it was bouncing off the cabinets and hitting you in the face and knocking you on yeah. your you-know-what. You and then you were turning around and laughing, and I'm thinking, this kid's going to be a great football player if he plays. And uh, so it was fun to see you do it yeah. and um, and uh, win and help uh, Dartmouth uh, win one. Uh, it's uh, obviously more challenging in, in football every every year. Um, with uh, numbers and parents concerned about CTE and yep. uh, in that you know and that's just an, that's just a trend and there's nothing you can do about it but you know hey after after the era that produced Jordan Todman and and uh, Artie Lynch and Sean Sylvia and Jared Mel all these great players uh, you know and there was the kid who went to URI and, and yeah. on scholarship I mean whoever thought that Dartmouth would have the kind of success that you guys had after that yeah. so that was that was pretty cool. So, so tell us, uh, how difficult academically was it for you to get into West Point? Uh, well, West Point has a 10% acceptance rate, so um, it's one of the harder uh, schools to get into um, in the country. But um, their main focus is uh, accepting applicants that are, I guess you say, the full package. They want leadership potential. Uh, they want people that are physically fit, people that are smart. And academics does have a big part in that. Um, I did well in high school, um, did pretty well on my SATs and ACTs, and you can definitely see the caliber student that's at West Point. Um, my classmates are all uh, very smart. Um, it amazes me, some of the people that I meet there. Um, but yeah, I mean, because you got to have a certain level of uh, academic focus, I guess, to to survive at West Point because... Um, at like some colleges where you may be taking a few classes at West Point, probably each semester you're taking like seven or eight classes and you have other obligations throughout the day and you just don't have 
as much time as you'd like to put in the time to each class eat for homework each night um so you have to be able to manage your time well and um yeah is there a, a competition within um is there a rival is is there does the does west point use internal competition as a way to get the best out of you guys uh absolutely i mean the the type of person that comes to west point i think is a very competitive person i'll give you a quick example like Everyone at West Point has to play sport, whether you're a varsity athlete, um, whether you're on a club, competitive club team, or just intramurals. Um, I play intramurals at West Point, and so after school, most days we'll have um, we'll have sports that day. And like I played basketball in the fall, and maybe at like another uh, college where we may just be kind of joking around. I neglected to mention that that was your sport at high school too. Yeah, exactly, and. But it's just funny at West Point, everybody is so competitive in intramural sports. Like, um, we get to the point where we're like, almost get like a fight breaking out over like a certain call on a play, mm-hmm. and like, it's just fun to be able to um, have that like competitive spirit carry over into college because um, you're kind of scared you'll lose that after high school. Like playing those uh, sports in high school, where it was always so competitive. But um, it's fun to have that at West Point. Uh, it sounds incredibly intense. Yeah, it it is. It, but it, it makes it it makes it a lot more fun. Yeah. Is, is there any more? Is there any level uh, or any uh, zone or time in your life where you're not you don't feel like you're under some sort of uh, in a competitive situation? You know, to have to you know keep exuding this uh, intensity and effort. Yeah, um, it's kind of interesting at West Point because um, here's just another tidbit of how it all works. So um, while you're at West Point for four years, you're getting ranked the whole time. You have a class rank, one through 1,200, whatever we have in the class at that time. And when you become a senior um, in the fall, it actually happened last Wednesday, you pick your branch in the Army based on um your class rank so in case you don't know there's there's 17 different branches in the army there's infantry um armor aviation all different things and so it kind of makes it competitive the whole time because um you still you want to have a good class rank so you can control what your future is going to be for the next five years but it also has this aspect of the type of person that goes to west point wants to everybody's trying to help each other so, like, you have, you're struggling in an academic class. Somebody, there's going to be somebody there that's going to help you out. You're struggling with a certain physical class. Somebody's going to be helping you out. So it's kind of interesting how everybody's kind of on the same team while they're also, co- like, competing at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they don't want anyone left behind. Exactly, yeah. Uh, how often do you get to uh, leave like you are now? And, and what and, – and, uh, and when you get – between your first and second year, what was your summer like? Yeah. Um, so your plebe year, which is your freshman year at West Point, um, that, that's, your, that's your worst year there. You have um, – you cannot talk outside. You cup your hands everywhere you walk. You square every corner on walls that you're walking on. Um, so it's a tough year, and along with that, you don't get to leave much. I think I left first semester twice last year, and – 
I let, and then like Christmas and Thanksgiving, and then second semester, like two or three times. So you're there most of the year, and then right into summer, like um, you you kind of do military training throughout the summer. Um, so this last summer, I only had three weeks of leave. Uh, I had about a month training with my class at West Point, um, military training. And then I also went to an army school, which is air assault school. And then I also had an internship in Florida with the Florida Panthers doing data analytics with them. So that was a really cool opportunity. And West Point kind of gives you a lot of those opportunities that you won't find at other schools. Um, you can go to various military schools. I know kids that have gone to special forces schools like combat dive and you can also do different um, internships if that's what interests you. So the opportunities are definitely there to uh, make yourself better. And, and uh, since arriving at West Point or maybe spending a year there, uh, have your uh, ideas and designs about your long-range future evolved or changed? Uh, yeah, so I'm, um, I didn't totally know what I was going to be majoring in coming into college. Um, in my first year at West Point, you declare your major at the end of your first year. And my first year there, I kind of just fell in love with the operations research field of math. Um, so that's my major. Um, and then, um, so I'll, once I graduate, I'll do my five years in the army and I'll just evaluate at that point because you'll never really know how much you like it until you're actually in the army and doing it. So like, um, at the end of my five years, I'll evaluate, see if I want to stay in or leave and try to go get a job in the civilian sector. What kind of a job does somebody who is in, uh, involved with operations and research math, what, what, uh, there are examples you can give me of people who went that route or may have gone that route to do what they do. Yeah. So, um, I know a lot of people that have majored in operations research and this is kind of, um, this is kind of on a broader scale for West Point graduates because um, the civilian world kind of respects the degree of a West Point uh, a West Point grad. So I know a lot of people have gone to work on Wall Street, um, different fields like private equity. Um, so the opportunities are definitely there once you leave. Um, so that's that's something that's very uh, comforting. Now, the Florida Panthers was an interesting one because their ownership level and executive level yep. has a lot of uh, former Army. Yeah, so their their owner is Vinny Viola. He was a West Point grad. And then their CEO is Matt Caldwell. He's also a West Point grad. And while we were there, we got to sit down with him in his office. He kind of talked to us about his life at West Point, his career in the Army, and how it's helped him a lot uh, managing the Panthers and trying to kind of turn their organization around a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, So that was a really unique opportunity. Um, Kind of just got to see what life could be like after the Army. Mm. I know that in the sports world at large, and you know that I'm a hockey person, so uh, the uh, analytics have really gone crazy in the media, in media coverage, in evaluating of athletes in any sport, I mean, baseball's always been a numbers, yeah. a very numbers game, and then the Moneyball book came out, yeah. and, and and now all the sports seem to be uh, kind of going crazy with this stuff. And geezers like myself, um, I, you know, like to like to you know judge more by whether or not it's passing the eye test. Yeah. Whereas you know, 
in context, information's great. Yeah, you know. So I mean, it's it's uh, must be enlightening to to get involved and see what a team is doing mm-hmm. rather than just what you read about on your Twitter feed or or in articles about people judging. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, dangerous area shot opportunities, yeah. or, or uh, you know, Corsi or Fenwick or this or that. You wind up with uh, you're learning what now the teams, from what I understand, are doing much more sophisticated and expansive stuff yeah. with statistical analysis than what the the media is is accustomed to uh, batting around. Yeah, my uh, my operations research major is it's very statistic hev- heavy, and um, later I think junior year i'll be taking a sabermetrics class um so yeah sports is definitely going deeper into statistics which i think is good um i think it's just going to help uh managers make smarter decisions on players um so that's like another field i can maybe get into when i leave mm-hmm. um which i think would be really cool yeah uh, and so Will the third year or into or fourth at West Point be um, any you know really substantially different from what you're doing right now? Um, what West Point is kind of interesting because as you get older or as your years progress, your academics get significantly harder. Yet your life gets a little nicer because you can leave more. Um, you have a little more freedom. Um, you have a little bit more responsibility though because you've got people that are. Um, you kind of are in charge of um like this year i have one freshman that is kind of like under my wing the whole year like i kind of make sure he's doing all the right things helping him out with whatever he needs help with and as you get older you have more people that you're kind of taking care of um so it's kind of like a a nice hierarchy that works um sounds like accountability too exactly you're accountable as well as the freshman exactly like anything that freshman does wrong um is, Caulfield, yeah, get in here right now. <laughs> exactly, it's, it's my fault too. Um, so it kind of teaches you a viable, a valuable lesson that you'll have to carry over to the army someday when you're a platoon leader and you have forty people that you're in charge of. Mm-hmm. So, so you have to be able to trust your leaders. So you're kind of a. It, it sounds sounds uh, very well thought out mm-hmm. how they're doing this with inculcating identity. Mm-hmm. This is who you are. Yeah. This is how we are. And then you branch out from there, and, and now you're going to be ready to handle. Uh, sometimes a person goes to college or especially grad school and graduate degree, it seems like an awful lot of professors or their teaching assistants, you know, want to somehow validate themselves by saying, you know, that this my goal is to be the hardest class you've ever had in your yeah. life. And, and people get bogged down, you know, and, and I'm not sure that that's good for the educational process. This is impressive yeah uh, because it seems like it's dealing it's able because of the nature of of the institution that your um your your identity is up for grabs here you are submitting to a program that's addressing all of you Mm -hmm. and it seems like it has more power to to uh uh to address, you know, a lot of areas that might otherwise go by the boards if you just went in and said, okay, it's a Yeah, cool. and the Army as a whole, along with West Point, um, it's such like it's such a people business because you're working so close with people all the time, and kind of the foundation of that is trust. So, I mean, you have to be able to trust the people above you, the people below you, so um, I think it's a very valuable thing. 
Liam, thanks so much for coming by. We really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. uh, Move on from the studio before the the mayor comes in. Um, But uh, really a pleasure to to talk to you and and um, and hear about your experience at West Point. Uh, Mick Claude, you're here with Liam Caulfield of South Dartmouth, who is in his second year at West Point, and that puts you on gra- uh, track to graduate when? Uh, 2021. 2021. Sounds so far away. It used to in my life. Now I can't believe it's so close. It's scary. Yeah. Uh, man, they wrote songs about things like that when I was a kid. All right, so uh, Chronicle, uh, you can uh, find us on the website southcoasttoday.com go to the left margin of the home page and scroll down to the weeklies and you will see the chronicle listed that's one of the places you will be able to find this podcast which is a, with the series from the newsroom they are known as uh, at the standard times and south coast media group uh, you can find us wherever you listen to our uh, your podcast google play itunes and on our uh, other sites uh that uh i just threw my pen at liam i uh i hope i hope i'll he'll forgive me <laughs> in any case uh uh always tune in and and listen to the great podcasts that are at southcoasttoday.com uh because we do lots of them lots of them lots of them and they're really good so have a good day everyone and until next time Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.